Breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 37, and I am Tani Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. We are here once again to debunk the junk. I never get tired of it. No, no, because that it's kind of a constant thing. It's practice. I got to keep, yeah, clean, keep, keep cleaning practicing it. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. So uh, thanks to all of you for joining us. If you're listening live, thank you so much for doing so. If you're listening um, as a podcast, thank you so much for doing that and for subscribing and leaving comments for us. And if you're watching on our YouTube channel, uh, here we are. So again, thanks for doing that. And uh, also, we have a Facebook group that you can join if you'd like information and uh, different things between between uh, episodes, Breaking mm-hmm. Up with RBS. Mm-hmm. We're all over the place. Yeah, we are all all over the place. Yeah, and also you got your your six month your six week uh, self mastery course that's out there. I still. do, How's I that? do. So. People people uh, people taking advantage of that. They are, yeah. they are. So if anybody wants to learn a little bit more about all the things that we talk about yeah. every week, that's a great place uh, where you can learn and practice, experience it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Very cool. Uh, how was your week? My week was a blur, as it always is. Yeah, well, it sure so that cool. question is always difficult. Huh, maybe answer. I should ask you a different one at <laughs> the beginning of each week. Maybe next time I'll just ask, what did you have for dinner last night? That would probably be easier. <laughs> so what answer. did you have for dinner last night? I, I had some tri-tip that I smoked. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been really getting into the smoking of meat on my trigger. There you go. Mm-hmm. Not sponsored. Mm-hmm. They, um, that's No, that's okay. That's yeah. Maybe we should reach out to them. Maybe we should because I'm really getting into it. Yeah. yeah. You know, we could probably sell them on breaking up with. RBS. Why not? Right. Anyway, uh, well, for me, speaking of, you know, last night, the other, well, it was actually the other night. I, I watched a movie that I've been meaning to watch forever. And I wanted to put it in front of you and see what comes up. And I'm really just kind of pulling this together. But I watched, have you seen It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Tawny? It was the last movie I saw before lockdown. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and you remember- In the theaters. In the theaters. Yes. Okay. In the theaters. Okay. Yeah. Th- for those of you who haven't seen it, it stars Tom Hanks as Fred Rogers, Mr. Mm-hmm. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually not the main actor in it, though. It's a story about somebody else. But mm-hmm. I watched that uh, just the other night in kind of a, was, I would describe myself as kind of in an emotionally heavy place. I, I wouldn't say I was down. I was just feeling full. And I was scanning through the movie options that I could have, you know, I had some time and I figured I would know the right one when I saw it. And I saw it come up and I went, oh, I've been meaning to watch that. It's been out for a few years now. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and <laughs> within a few minutes I was really connecting with it. And it, it, it kind of brought up a lot for me of what we talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, Fred Rogers strikes me as one of the most present people maybe a lot of us have maybe ever been introduced to. You know, present in the moment. And the, his show was about helping kids recognize their emotions and do something positive with them. And he would talk about a lot of tough stuff, war and divorce and loneliness. I mean, so he wasn't just doing, mm-hmm. you know, simple stuff. But uh, 
and he was really present. There's several scenes where it's all about presence. You know, he tells the main character at one point, you know, the most important thing in my life right now is having this conversation with dad. There's another scene with a kid that this kid is just armed, you know, to not connect with him, even though he's excited. And he just, by being present with this kid, slowly over time, the kid connects, mm-hmm. you know, did you, so you've seen it. Did, yes. did, did any of this come up for you when you saw it? Was there, you know, what comes up for you with me mentioning that? By the way, it's brilliant. Everybody should it, watch it. It is so good, you know, and, and I didn't just see it. So, but I do remember feeling like um, he, in the movie, was able to really win with a person and win connecting with that person, really help, whether he knew it or not, um, kind of, No, there wasn't a lot of stress around him with when he was with other people Mm. in that intentional way. Right. I think about what we do in connection with others. And if we can be sort of like almost like a thermostat. Mm. We can down we in conversation with folks, we can down regulate the stress response that, that one might have in their body just through conversation. If we're aware of our own mm-hmm. nervous system, right? So I think about that experience with the little boy. Yeah. And he just kept his own stress response in a safe space. Yeah, his thermostat was lower. Yeah, he just, he did that on purpose, whether he knew it or not. And that allowed for eventually mm-hmm. the the nervousness of the child or the extra energy or the like want need to protect or this is unfamiliar surroundings. I'm not sure how to, how mm-hmm. to be in this. He was able to then come back and connect. Oh yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah, that that's a really that's a really cool visual, like mm-hmm. the thermostat, you know, because part of being present is recognizing where that thermostat is in ourselves at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And and being able to shift, shift in it. that right. thermostat. Right. Which is why we all, yeah. you know, when we talk about softening and breathing into the belly, mm-hmm. that's that process of, of mm-hmm. pulling that together. There's another scene in there that connects to that that I wanted, I've been wondering what you would think of it. There's a scene where the reporter who's covering him, learning about him, and he, the reporter's the one that the movie's really about and all of his issues. He says to Fred Rogers' wife, Joanne, says, how does it feel to be married to a living saint? And she shuts that down in a second, and she says, I really don't care for that term because to call him a saint implies that nobody else mm-hmm can get to where he is. She says, he's got a temper. He's, he's a flawed man. This is a practice. He gets up every day and she goes through the whole list of things that he does. He swims laps. He reads scripture. He prays for people by name. He has this whole thing. She said, it's a practice for him to do this. Those two things, that whole saint question, because people, a lot of people look at him as like, whoa, this anomaly, right? This miraculous person. And yet, we come in here every week talking about how we can all access what this looks like for us, mm-hmm. right? So I wanted to know what comes up for you when I mention that scene and mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. Um, I talk to my clients about this quite a bit. Life is a practice. And mm-hmm. depending on what we want to experience in our life, we do have to practice certain practices, right? Mm-hmm. So clearly on some level, connection was really important for him. And being in the space with people as they are, as they, as full, fully themselves, was really important to him. Mm-hmm. So on some level, he knew he had to do the things, I guess, behind the scenes 
right. in order to be able to have part of his life in connection mm-hmm. in, in a way that he wanted to experience. Yeah. I think that sometimes when we put labels on people, um, well, all times when we put labels on people, it does create disconnection. Right. Right. Just to your point of, okay, if he's just naturally that way, then that's for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm naturally this way. And this is for me. Mm-hmm. Right. But and I wouldn't be able to to get to his level of of ability and connection. Right. Mm-hmm. Like no. anytime we do that, we compare ourselves that way or we've got something that keeps us out of out of not touch, but um, where where we just wouldn't be able to experience that. Yeah. Right. Then then we're, we're limiting ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that that he's a human being mm-hmm. and we're all human beings. Mm-hmm. And with particular practices, we can have whatever experiences that we want right. to have. Which will connection. be unique, which will be unique to us, right? In what they look like, so they mm-hmm. we we don't have to measure ourselves on that scale by how well Mister Rogers did, as opposed to how well we did. It's a false comparison. Or we need to be like right. Mister Rogers to actually be present or right. connected. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, because that that's the that's the interesting thing. A, a movie like that, and maybe that's one of the the potential pitfalls. In a movie like that, it's obviously a movie about somebody that is really admired, right? And really was throughout his life and was really influential around some things that really right now in these last few years we've talked about some really good reminders, mm-hmm. you know? And yet what movies can sometimes do is set up a person as we'd all be much better if we were like, just like that. Mm-hmm. It seems like what you're suggesting, at least the way I'm receiving it is that was Fred Rogers. That's how that looked for him. He probably wouldn't expect I don't think us to want to emulate him. I think he would say back, who are you and how do you connect? Mm-hmm. How does, how does it come forward for you? That can be kind of an interesting thing because, you know, we're not saying that on this show that everybody needs to be exactly the same. No, that would be quite boring. I think. Yeah. Right. Like we would be like robots or something probably because mm-hmm. we have a different um, nervous system than, than other people. We, we have our own unique nervous system we're walking each around with. Yeah, each one of us. Yeah. And, and it's filled with all of our life experiences, plus certainly maybe some, you know, me- mechanisms around um, DNA in terms of our own um, generational experiences in our family. Um, and we, we move, maneuver through our life with our own unique set of luggage. Mm. And working with that, in the most present way we can is going to look different from person to person to person. Mm -hmm. And as we give space for us to be able to do that, we're going to be um, less stressed out in general and able to then connect in ways that are impossible to do when we're stressed (laughs) out. (laughs) Yeah. And to, and you know, and I, what comes up for me with that is, is, my own experience of being able to connect in situations that once upon a time I didn't think you could connect in. Disagreement. Mm. You know, to, to be connected with somebody and be disagreeing about something or not have something get resolved. You know, sure. um, I used to be a real fixer. Like, no, we got to address this and fix it. 
Mm-hmm. And um, no, that was much. It's kind of stressful to have to fix everything or um, get everything off my plate right now. Mm-hmm. It's a little stressful to do that because it's not really always, most of the time, it's not even possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and certainly when we try to fix things too quickly because we just are uncomfortable with it, right? Well, then did we really even fix it or did we cause another problem? <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. <laughs> it, and is that even really what the problem is? Right. It, it's something deeper. And, and what you said, kick, you know, triggered up that, uh, that idea of that discomfort that we seem to want to get past, want to solve. Now, I can only really speak for myself, but I think, I mean, certainly Mr. Rogers felt discomfort. There's scenes in the movie where he talks about it. You know, there, it's about the responses and the practice of, of how we connect in the midst of all that. And it can be around things that we wouldn't normally, because I think sometimes the idea of connection is like, oh, kumbaya, who's, here's kumbaya. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here's. It's very still and quiet very and calm. Very still, quiet, calm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not always that way. No, and that would be boring if it's always that way. It would. Too, right? Like so, sometimes that feels really great. But if we were really experiencing that day in and day out, that We'd want a little bit more play and probably a little more fun and maybe a little humor. Oh, yeah. We'd want a little bit more energy. Yeah. Connecting and play is a huge one. We've Mm -hmm. talked about it before. Mm -hmm. Connecting around humor. Even connecting around things you care really passionately about, you know, a cause or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. Those things are always there. And then it, it does blow my mind sometimes that I can feel connected with somebody even when there's, if there might be a conflict or might be a difference of opinion. And nothing needs to be solved. Yes. We love to solve things. <laughs> it makes us feel really good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sort of like part of the ego. We want to feel valued. We want to feel, um, you know, like we can do things. Mm-hmm. And so we often will make up problems to solve. Oh, man. Or we'll rush to solve them. Right. Um, so that we can have a sense of feeling good, we right? And 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 we can feel good other ways too. <laughs> we just have been conditioned over our lifetime that this is, I guess, one of the ways that's easily available. So let's just keep making up problems, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> looking for problems. It it's as if the messaging is that's how you know you're living if you're addressing those problems or if if you're fixing something or solving something. Or that's how you feel important Mm. or valued. Yeah. Or like with a sense of place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have a role. You have a role. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, have you found that sometimes, you know, when people are really engaging in this practice, that finding that space of the lack of the need to do that is disquieting? Or do people, when they really connect with that from a place of presence, do they just inevitably go, okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. Is it ever, have you ever seen that? Again, everybody has a different nervous system. Of course, right. 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 And okay. so certainly for some folks that uh, feeling of, of what you just described sort of, um, it has a particular, has a particular meaning and a particular mm. feeling for them. And, and I have heard from other people that, yeah, like, like in this, this sort of like learning uh, stage, Okay, so here we are. We're learning about this presence thing. I'm practicing this presence thing. And okay, so I'm not really making up all kinds of problems and feeling like I've got to solve anything. 
or everything, and and I'm a little bored. I'm like, you know, <laughs> tapping my my fingers, like, okay, what's coming next? What's coming next? But that's the nervous system, not quite ready, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> because so much of life up until this time has been, you know, you got to go, go, go. You got to make things happen. You've got to yeah. solve for everything. That's yeah. what their nervous system has gotten accustomed to. Yeah, and when you start recognizing that you can choose to not do that. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it does take time for the nervous system mm-hmm. and everybody to catch up or to adjust. Mm-hmm. You know, and what what comes to mind for me when you say that is a is a story that when I first started working with my personal trainer, he pointed out to me, he said, you know, we're going to do two sets of every one of these things and we're going to put another set of something else in between because I want you to experience what happens between the first set of exercises that are brand new and the second time you do it. And the second time I would do these sets of exercises that were really unwieldy at first, the second time was easier. And he asked me, what, is, what do you think that means? I said, well, it means my body's taking that information from the first time, processing it around, remembering it, and it's helping me do it. And the more I practice it, the easier these are going to get. And of course, that's what's happened over time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of the, it kind of feels like the same thing that, mm-hmm. but at first it's so unwieldy, like, can't keep my balance and, you know, how do I do all that? But, you know, it it was one of the things that first taught me that my body is my ally. There's a lot of knowledge in it. There's a lot of awareness in it. There's a lot of skill in it. It's not just this encasing from my brain and my voice box. (laughs) (laughs) So it keeps your head at a particular particular place. Right. It helps me see over (laughs) most crowds, you know. Um, Yeah. So that's what comes up for me. Uh, with that, and of course, it, you're right. It, it it it's different for each of us, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's part of the. That's so there. Like there's the commonality of access in the softening in the belly, but because we're all different people, that's gonna that's gonna do different things. And and maybe not drastically different things, mm-hmm. but if we've got a a nervous system that is has experienced quite a bit of chronic fight or flight. For example, compared to, we don't like to compare, but if we're going to compare to somebody who has a nervous system who hasn't experienced Mm. certain experiences growing up around a lot of chronic fight or flight, those experiences then of getting into the body or softening are are going to be experienced differently, Mm. right? And not, not that one's good or bad, or it doesn't mean that one's more effective and not the other one's not effective. It's, it's not about any quality of It's not about that. Mm -hmm. It's that they're just the perspective of the experience is going to be different in the body. Yeah. So that's the part of like when we talk about presencing and softening and sometimes we we do talk about how it feels, you know, sort of we get away from the thoughts and it feels maybe a particular way of of calming or or relaxing. Mm -hmm. And and for someone else whose body is chronically they may not be able to feel that after just a practice or two. Sure, sure. Yeah, it could take a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. D- depending on a number of different factors that certainly. Yeah, and so you know, it's I know it's one of the reasons why we we like to keep doing this show because it's just an entry point, you know, for people to and just an encouragement that everybody goes at different paces and sometimes some of these things take a little while to unlock and to be discovered, you know, mm-hmm. and. What's 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 been so profound about it for me though is just the even the increments. 
where I go, oh, wow, that's so new and so different to anything I'd experienced before that I, I, it, made, it made a lot of other things possible because I could see mm-hmm. a little bit of that. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And so then if we go right up back up to the head of, around that right. and we think, oh, that was amazing. I want more of that, right? We want to be careful, too, to not try to put pressure on ourselves right. to make that happen again the uh-huh. next time. Right. Right. So so this whole practice <laughs> is very different than how we typically might think our way through practices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I we're laughing in part because I had this experience. I really wanted to <laughs> run with that foot, that particular football mm-hmm. when I first there. There was such immense for me, the the opening up of these things, as I recall, at least for me, happened pretty rapidly in a couple of fronts. And I just wanted more of that. And I wanted to run with it. And I think I've mentioned on here before that when that didn't happen for a little while, when despite all this, you know, I've had those experiences, I know more. Why am I still having trouble with this? You said to me, well, don't, don't make, don't make presencing a problem. (laughs) We don't want to have some kind of like, this is not an outcome based. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a presence based, right? Outcomes. It's a reality-based. Right. It's a reality-based. Whatever's yeah. going to show up is going to show up. Mm-hmm. And however uncomfortable that is, yeah. as we open up space for it and as we welcome it and accept mm-hmm. it, going back to Fred Rogers, sort of this sense of feeling like he was very accepting of, what, of, of folks. Yes. Right? And so as we accept whatever comes up internally for us as reality, we don't have to fix or change or solve for we just get to partner with yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that just even sounds simpler <clears throat> you know and uh a, a, for me it's a it's a it's been such a better place to start from mm-hmm. when i'm there because mm-hmm. it uncomplicates everything else <laughs> so <laughs> you know i'm i'm fascinated by you know you were talking about labels earlier you know, mm-hmm. and then also to put that side by side with what you said about um, we're all of these individual people and this looks mm-hmm. different. You know, it seems like a really important point to make that we're not saying that everybody should end up look, you know, feeling the same, looking the same, saying the same things, having the same connective experiences, that everybody's the same. Um, and then I can see where labels can be. You know, even in the Mr. Rogers movie, he says, you know, when we tell a, when we tell a little kid, well, when you're older, you will understand or when you're older, this, as he says, when you tell a kid that you suddenly have put them in a spot where they're like, I'm not good enough by my just exactly as I am. Mm-hmm. Boy, that how would things be? Mm-hmm. It's just a wondering if we understood everybody as these individual nervous systems, as you put it. Um, with that recognition that everybody is accepted as they are, how they are, and you connect to them. Mm-hmm. Boy, I wonder what that would be like if more people experienced that or saw things that way. Mm-hmm. You ever wonder that? Yeah, we can only imagine, right? Yeah. Um, it, it might, it, it'll totally, it would totally feel very different. Mm-hmm. Um, in theory, it sounds like it would be wonderful, mm-hmm. right? Because we'd be able to connect. 
we'd be we'd be able to get rid of all of those things that we do to protect ourselves that keep us disconnected. Yeah. So that part feels sounds great. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. I wonder what areas of disagreement would disappear, you know, mm-hmm. or, or or separation because of disagreement, I should say. Mm-hmm. Right. Or disconnect because of disagreement. You know? I What comes to mind for me is, you know, we always I've talked to so many people about so many different things, but so many times it comes back to, well, I wouldn't have said it that way. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it that way. Like that's where we land. Mm-hmm. That part would be gone. That's true. I would never have to hear that again. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you, you know, playing that out, how often are there, there, I've done this. If you don't do something the way other people normally quote unquote do or other people want you to do i can find myself in situations and have where i feel like i'm just one down from everybody mm-hmm. you know and that's not a fun place to be it's a story mm-hmm. but it's yeah i just wonder about that because that's that's the, and maybe that's part of the appeal of that that film is that you kind of get that wonder wow if what if more of us the way they're pitching is, what if more of us were sure. like Mr. Rogers? Mm-hmm. But if we take that out saying we don't need to be like Mr. Rogers, what if we all found our own versions of that in ourselves? What would that be like? Mm-hmm. You know, And it sounds like an impossible dream to think about, but if we play the tape out of this logically, mm-hmm. it's kind of a fun question to ask. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then we start thinking about what might be possible. Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe we can be thinking and talking about that, the possibilities Next week. Wow, look at that skillful transition into the end of the show. (laughs) Well done. I'm learning. That was great. That was great. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Because we are at the end of our time. We're not thanks. Yeah, Yeah, that was that was great. Uh, If you haven't seen that movie, uh, you know, um, yeah, give yourself a treat. And if you have seen it, watch it again uh, and see see how it lands on you. Post COVID, if you saw it before COVID, mm-hmm. be interesting to see. It, it that. would be. It would. Yeah, be. and if any of you have thoughts on that, please reach out to us uh, at uh, our Facebook group, breaking up with our BS. We'd love to uh, hear what you have to say about that and talk a little bit about it. Um, and of course, uh, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, please do so or join us live next week, mm-hmm. uh, where we'll be back to talk about more ways in which we can break up with our BS, debunk our junk. Until then, I am JDK Winnikin. and I am Tani Santabria. Thanks so much for joining us. We will see you next week. Next week. How you all feel tonight? Stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit.